Patty and Maz, the podcast. Well, welcome back to Triple M Central Coast. And uh, a very, very great event that's happening on tomorrow on the coast is Spring Loaded. Plenty of different bands going to be there. You've got Regurgitator, Jebediah, Magic Dirt, Friends of Rom, and so many more. And I can't forget She Had. They're going to be there as well. And on the line this morning, John Toogood from She Had, the front man himself. John, how are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Zach. I'm very good. That's good. Now, obviously, yeah, tomorrow, Saturday, 10th of Feb at Gosford, you guys are going to be playing along with all those people I just listed. Now, to me, it seems like all this sort of music obviously is that similar genre of music. It must be nice to catch up with people in those bands. You've probably, you know, known them for many, many years. Yeah, we, we've all known each other since the, the 90s. We're all, we're all like big day out sort of yeah. um, how we met, you know, like traveling around Australia in the best festival on the planet. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of history. Uh, all those bands are great. I mean, Regurgitator were that when we first moved over from New Zealand to Australia, um, that was was the band that blew us away because we, we were so far ahead of, I don't know, so many bands wide. And then, mm. so I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm really looking forward to seeing Magic Dirt because I reckon Adelaide is probably my favourite front rock front person around. She's amazing. Um, also, the Jebediah guys have got so many great songs. Friends or Rom guys are a complete crack up. It's actually it's just going to be a really, um, yeah, it's just going to be a really good day of, of hanging out and also getting to see some really class acts, you know? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And have you uh, done much stuff over here on the Central Coast before? Is this your first trip? Or I'm sure you've been here before. I've been here before. It's been a while though. Like, um, uh, we've sort of, um, we've been in uh, NZ for a bit. Um, two of us moved back. Two of us are um, So we're playing. I've been doing a lot of solo stuff recently. So getting getting back with the band is actually quite exciting to me because nothing uh, quite compares to the the volume and um, weight of playing in Shehars. You know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so um, it's going to be great. We we did we did the spring loaded last year at the end of last year. That another one in um, up in uh, Bribey Island, I think, which yep, is in yep. Queensland, and it was um, it was just electric. So yeah, I can't. We we're all so excited about playing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it must be exciting. I'm reading too now. Look, don't get me wrong. Wikipedia is a great source of information, but it very, very often is wrong. But is this true? As teenage fans, uh, you and Tom uh, were fans of ACDC and Metallica. Is there any sort of, um, you know, were you trying to resemble what they were doing or take sort of bits and pieces of what they did into your music? Totally. I mean, like, so we've we've been blessed enough that we've supported both of those bands. Mm-hmm. So as kids. Uh, we we devoured ACDC. The Metallica came along and blew our brains out because they were so yeah. heavy and um, like Master of Puppets and stuff like that. So that was the album that for us made us go, well, th- they sort of look almost normal because before that, rock stars were sort of almost like superhuman. But mm. then Metallica came along and they were just wearing jeans and T-shirts and sort of looked like us. And uh, yet they made this monumental sound. So, I think that was the band that had us go, oh, well, if they can do it, we can do it. And so we started, we were really, like every rock and roll band, really generic. So we sort of sounded like Metallica, uh, a bit of ACDC, but, mm. but, you know, slowly after playing and playing, you know, we, um, we, we got our own sound together. So, but yeah, that, that was, those two bands are 
hugely important. I mean, we've supported ACCC like seven times now. Wow. Um, so we've met them, we've recorded in the same studio with them, and so that that's pretty cool because that to me is sort of like, I suppose, a Catholic meeting the Pope, really. Yeah. Um, you know, they sort of they wrote the rule book. Yeah. About how to how to work. You know, they've got that work ethic. You know. Amazing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So you said you mentioned you did a bit of uh, solo work as well. Was the last time you guys played together as a band, was that that gig in Queensland last year? No, actually, we um, just played at the Auckland Town Hall. Um, we, we did a charity event to save um, the and with like student radio, the biggest student radio um, station in Auckland, which is going through financial stress at the moment. Yep. So we, we got together with a whole bunch of other artists like Marlon Williams and all these amazing, you know, artists. And, and we, we played our first album, Churn, in, in its entirety from start to finish. So that's 33 years ago we we made that record. Wow. So that was a bit of a miss because it's pretty heavy, heavy industrial, super yep. riffy. And, um, yeah, 33 years ago. And also, yeah, like singing stuff like that. As a 52-year-old dude, it's, yeah. it's pretty intense. And also, also... You sort of like there's a couple of songs where I'm just like, oh man, those lyrics. <laughs> but, yeah. But at the same time, it's sort of like, well, that's what I thought at the time. So it's all cool. And and I got and you know the riffs are mean, so I'll just I'll rock my way through it. But but it actually was a real thrill to play all that stuff, especially in a sold out town hall. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, this is the first gig since then. So yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean, like that music, as you mentioned, you know, your music is obviously going to evolve from start to finish. You guys have been doing it for a while, so you, your music might not be the same as it used to be. So, you know, there's always going to be that evolution of music uh, through the, the time that you guys are a band. Sure, man. For sure. I mean, yeah, we've, we've, um, we've very, been very blessed to be able to just like always um, just do what we wanted to do. So, I mean, mm. we've been, you know, we've, we started and it was speed metal, then we got into ministry and Nine Inch Nails, and so it was industrial metal, and then, it, and then we met, you know, Jazz Colin from Killing Jokes, so it became really tribal, post-punk stuff, and then and then we did a massive record, you know, pop record, The General Electric. It's heavy, but it's still pop, you know? Mm. We, we made that with Garth Richardson from Rage Against the Machine, you know, made Rage Against the Machine's first album. <laughs> we've, you know, we've gone pop, we've done... But but I think we've ended up our last two records. We've settled on oh, what do we do best? Oh, we do heavy best, and that's so Five Eyes and Old Gods, the last two albums. Uh, yeah, they're, they're two of my favourites, really, just because it's just like oh, we know we know where our strengths are now. So it's yep. like we just know how to pummel. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you know your strengths, you stick to those, and that's sort of the the stuff that gives you the most happiness as well, I suppose, as well when you're on stage playing those songs you can get right into it and get behind it for sure and then you know like we've all got extracurricular things outside of she had where i can get to play my acoustic guitar you know in a, in a little bar or you know whatever and t- tell stories and stuff like that i get to do that as well mm. i get to play with other musicians on different projects and i get all that other stuff out of my system so when it comes time to playing with she had we're focused we're like a machine and it's gonna rock you know so yeah and I'm yeah. sure everyone tomorrow at uh, in Gosford is going to get right behind it as well. The Entertainment Grounds tomorrow, 2 o'clock, it kicks off. You're going to be there in very good company, as I mentioned earlier, with Regurgitator, Jebediah, Magic Dirt, Friends of Rom. You've got Screamfeeder, Caligula. So many different artists are going to be there. 
But, John, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and hopefully all, all goes well tomorrow. This is that cool. Awesome. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Oh, busting a move over there, Mazzy. Thank well you. done. Twin, you'll burn more calories in here than last night at what was it? Jazzercise? Clubbercise. size. Do they do jazzercise anymore? Yeah, there is. Actually, I saw a sign quite <laughs> so randomly. I, I saw a sign I saw along a sign Men's Road. In, uh, where was it? I can't remember. I did see a sign. I saw a sign. Jazzercise. And I thought, oh, they are still rocking the jazzercise. It was at a community hall. I think, but I do club size, which is a bit different. Yeah, because this is the, when you go to the club, not when we you go, go to jazz. It's the club. Yeah, Thank you very club. Much. is it the club? No, is it on the couch? What happened? Okay, so yesterday afternoon, I found myself with a bit of a dilemma at daycare pickup. So I usually get Henry from preschool at around three thirty in the afternoon, and at about quarter past three, I had this moment where I looked into the driveway and I was like. Where's my car? And I was like, that's right. My car's getting the air conditioning Is fixed. it still not fixed? <gasps> this is the longest fix ever for car air conditioning. Yeah, it's still at the auto electrician. Apparently, I'm getting it back this afternoon, so that's right. good. So when it's cooled down. I was like, okay, um, how do we get the child home from daycare? Glenn's off on a job, so there's no car. I'm like, okay, uh, here's option one. I can walk. It's 35 degrees. And then I've got to walk there, that. which is probably a K and a bit. No, a K and a half probably. I've got to walk there and then I've got to get the child and then I've got to walk the child back in the heat. So that's not happening. We don't have a pram anymore because he's nearly five. So I was like, I can't get his, he would ride home, but his bike's here. I can't wheel his bike all the yeah, way there. Because yeah. so, you, you've still got to go to club size that night. And I've got club size. Four, 400 calories there. I need to conserve Jeez, my energy. Exactly right. So man. this is what I did. And I don't know if it was right or wrong, but I did it. I got my bike and mm-hmm. two helmets and I rode to daycare on my bike on my cruiser and I picked Henry up and I was like, guess what, buddy? I'm doubling you home. So did he get his first double? And so I doubled him all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> we had to stop at the park on Trafalgar because he wanted to go and have a swing, which Are we did. You? Uh, have you got a, a seat there? So, no. So we oh, used so you've to done have it a, illegally. Yeah, I've done, okay. it full, done full illegal. So he... <laughs> what oh, I'm just writing this down. We, illegal bike we, riding. We used to have a seat on the back for <laughs> yeah, him, but yeah. we've taken... He's, he's got his own bike now, and he's too big for that seat. Do you get picked up for being for doubling now? We did. I didn't, but yeah, he, right, so okay. he stood on he stood oh, on the, the frame of my bike, <laughs> hands on the handlebars, and I said, do you remember which is the front brake and which is the back brake, darling? He said, yes, and the front one's squeaky, mum, so we need to use the back brake. And he just stood there well while done. I sat behind him, and I could see, and we just we rode all the way home. And this morning, does he still have 10 toes? He's totally <laughs> fine. And now he's like, mum, can you pick Watch. me up on the bike again this afternoon? <laughs> see, once you start this. He loves it now. There it's a novelty. Go. And you'll burn more calories, oh, so mate. you could go six, eight hundred per day now if you go to. Club oh yeah, I should have actually. Night. I should have recorded that on the watch to yeah, see sure how many. Because he's heavy now too. It was actually <laughs> my legs are really sore today. <laughs> so, bit of caution. You're not supposed to be doubling. Oh, so, uh, so sorry. Am I? Was that? Is it totally not okay? He had a helmet on. Oh, oh well, okay. Pass. <laughs> Patty and Maz, the podcast. It's a great song. And I love that song. Our producer, Zach, we call him tapping jazz around here, <laughs> sometimes on air, because that song brings back memories, doesn't it? Yeah, good and bad. Yeah. Um, tell yes. us, quickly tell us a story about it. Well, yeah, tap and jazz comes from, I used to do tap and jazz as a kid, and that was one of the songs I did at a, a what do they call them? A, a dance? A, a dance recital? Academy. A recital too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, along with it's, it's Raining Men was another one. Now, <laughs> is that the one where the girl picked you up? No, It's Raining Men was that one. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a giant raindrop for most of it. So <laughs> my mum got to see my feet for 30 minutes. <laughs>
for three minutes. <laughs> we should, can we write that down? What did you star in the school play? What was? What did you play? Oh, in there'd the be school? plenty of stories that, out there. Do that tomorrow. Oh my god, what? I was a I was a baby Joey in a pantomime <laughs> at Christmas at a shopping mall when I grew oh, up. It just gets better over the summer holidays. <laughs> well, I was a troll in grade one. Oh, nothing's changed. In, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to dress up for that one. And I'm doing it online now. Uh, <laughs> seriously. And I was a troll. Oh. And and I was really nervous. And we were, um, it was, you know, the Billy Goats Gruff, you know, yeah. wood crossing yeah. the bridge. And I was so nervous I couldn't do my lines. So Adam Bush had to do my lines. Like, who's that crossing the bridge? I couldn't say it. I was doing no, so it. No. Right, it doesn't sound like you getting stage fright I like did. that. I'll write this down for tomorrow. Okay, write that down for tomorrow. Oh, my God. Now, why have we got you here tapping jazz at 12 yes. past eight? On Friday, mm-hmm. I think I've found the biggest. Oh no! The biggest Central Coast mummies boy, and that is Zach Logan. <laughs> oh, you've called me in for this. You've actually because called me in for this. No. I was say I didn't know this was happening. The, no, no, no one did. Clearly, otherwise I probably would have given you a heads up. I would have taken this off the run sheet. <laughs> oh no, no, this was seriously. But why? Why? Because we met your mum, Kelly. Yes. Yep. She's and, lovely. And her, hi, Kelly, if you're listening. Her partner, Jamie. There you go. And then I looked at your mum when she was patting your hair oh at 30 years of age. She we're loves si- you. Still 29, 29. We were sitting yet. up having lunch and we're doing some work and Zach was on his laptop typing away. Pretending to be busy. Pretending to be busy. And um, anyway, and I looked at uh, Callie who was stroking and Zach's she's hair. proud as punch. Proud as punch. Oh, and my I'm gosh. There. She's just, she loves you so and much. And I'm there. It's, I know. So sweet. it's very sweet. Honestly, <laughs> Zachy, coming from one mummy's boy to you, seriously, <laughs> you are. Are you uh, handing over the gauntlet? Is this the, the passing of the baton? Do you think Henry will get the mummy treatment all the way oh. till he's 30? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, honestly. It, it just happens. It does. It's a mother-son it's, thing. It's a mo- Thank you. It's a mother-son thing. And I think it's just it's just inbuilt in us. In this yeah. game. In our boys. In this game where we used to travel around doing this uh, thing called radio, and I'd come home, and what mum would do, on my pillow when I went home, there'd be, I love sherbet cones, so she'd have a six-pack of sherbet cones <laughs> waiting for me. And if anyone said, oh, can I get one of those sherbet cones that was in the cupboard? Oh, she'd come down on like a like a ton of bricks. They were no yours. way, they were mine. No, they're patties. And oh, she'd make all these things. And when I came home, and they weren't allowed to touch them because uh, they were patties. When I came home, I used to work in Kingaroy in yeah. Queensland, and I used yeah. to come home because I didn't have any friends there initially. Mm. So I used to come home every weekend, and Mum would do all my washing for me, Sad. and she'd make all my meals, and then I'd take it all back to Kingaroy and uh, <laughs> all folded start again that week. Yeah. Yep. I so, just say, like, if if treating a son. The way you guys have expressed that your mothers treated you guys ends up with this. Yeah. Henry's getting nothing from me. <laughs> no, but seriously, we want to know. Mummy issues. We want to know. We want to know. One triple three five three. We've got a Sydney Roosters family past. Do you have someone on the job site who might be mummy's boy? Mummy boy. Mummy's boy might bring dob them, them in. Yeah, dob them in. Yep. Or you might treat your son that way. I still remember my mum. I was playing footy. I was eighteen years of age, and she yelled out on the sideline. <laughs> because I hurt my arm, she said, Patty, Patty, this is mum. It's mum. Come off if your arm's sore. And I'm there, oh, shut your mouth, mum. I'm with all my 18-year-old mates oh, playing no. footy and she's yelling out and I'm there, 
Oh my! And they uh, never let me forget it. That's I the best bet. age to get that too, isn't it? Oh when you're yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. yeah, yeah. That is simple. I loved it. I lo- absolutely loved it. <laughs> but honestly, uh, do you have? Are you a mummy's boy? Uh, what about your mum? What does she do for you? Oh please! Would love to know your mummy boy's story. There was a story actually. Which one? Your mum called a job to quit for you or call in sick. Oh That's yeah, she, oh, oh Wait, yeah. His, his used to mum used to call in sick for him. Yeah, mum used to call Warren. Um, was this last year with Rob? <laughs> <laughs> it was two years before that. <laughs> yes, Mum did used to uh, call oh, in wow. sick, ring okay. my boss and go, Warren, it's Gloria. Listen, Paddy can't come in today because he's not feeling well. You are and joking I'll be, me. And I'll be downstairs going, cheering. Thanks, Mum. Oh, uh, bless. Paddy and Maz, the podcast. Joining us on the show this morning uh, to talk about quitting the sit is Paddy Gerard's doppelganger, actually. People say that. Sam Wood. I mean, you guys look so similar. It freaks me out. It is uncanny. I get it every day. Sam, I get it every day. Sam is uncanny what similarities you and I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife, I'll tell you what, she wishes I looked like you. Uh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate, Couch Potatoes urged to quit the sit, and uh, we didn't. We shouldn't put another letter in there either. As ha- there is a health crisis within within the world, but in particular within Australia. Yeah, the word crisis is a funny one, isn't it? Because people don't like to sort of admit that it's that bad. But in the recent survey that's sort of come out, you know, we really are an inactive nation. Over 50% of Australians spend more than eight hours a day sitting. 60% of Australians have admitted that they're overweight and need to do something about it. And so we're uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people with a new free Health of the Nation campaign, which has got a free eight-week health club with me and nutritionists and a bunch of other trainers. Not to get six-packs or anything like that, but just to get people up, get them moving. It's just, a total just, free yeah. program. To and, get yeah, moving. Because, you know, I was just saying before, Sam, like, I, I do go to the gym. I'm quite active. But there are days where I'm like, oh, God, just... I just can't be bothered, right, because yeah. I'm a human. So I can't imagine how overwhelming it would be for somebody who doesn't do that who on it? a regular basis. How do you even fathom moving yourself yeah. into a, an uncomfortable space? Like it's, it must be really tricky for some people. Yeah, you're spot on. It's re- I mean, it feels like it's just a mountain too big to climb and mm. it, you don't know where to start and gyms are intimidating and it's overwhelming. So... That's what this campaign's all about. We're trying to help people get their steps up, do some 10-minute workouts or 15-minute workouts so they can do from the comfort of their own home, uh, make a few slightly better food choices, get their water intake up, just little foundational habits that they can build one or two or three really Mm. good habits across the eight weeks and hopefully that that's the foundation or the catalyst to have them keep going for a really good 2024 because by this time of year most people's news resolutions have come and gone already mm-hmm. and it's the whole that oh, maybe next year and I don't want people to be saying that when it's not even the end of January yet. Just trying to sneak things in and maybe walking to the bus stop or riding a bike instead of driving our cars those are little tweaks that are really accessible and it's just about thinking about it and it being put on someone's radar to go you know what I could actually maybe I could walk around the block today. Mm. instead of driving yeah. to the shops or the post office or whatever it is. I love that. Whether Yeah, two-minute workout in the ad break of your favourite TV show, whatever it is. And sort of thinking of those things, being supported, being part of a community where we're all sort of lifting each other up and doing those things together can be really, really powerful. So we've, we opened this program up 
uh, eight days ago, and we've already had over 20,000 Australians join the eight-week health club. That's, so that's so it great, shows Sam. That people want to do it. It shows that people need it, and we hope to double that number by the time we start next uh, Monday. So it all kicks off Monday, the uh, 5th of Feb. And if anyone wants to join, just head to healthofthenation.com.au and you can join for free. We'd, we'd love for you to make those little steps all together and help each other. Yeah, and just start. Just That's all you've got to do. God, yeah, just start. I love I'd that. tell you, my identical twin, Sam Wood. Uh, thank you very much for joining sometimes, us. Sam, I've, sometimes I accidentally say I host a show with Sam Wood because and, and you and Paddy oh, are like, uncanny. it's just ridiculous. Uncanny. <laughs> Sam, mate, doing a great thing, mate. Healthofthenation.com.au. Get to that website. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. Anytime, guys. Thanks so much. Patty and Mass, the podcast. We're talking about G-bangers. Oh, oh I tell you what, <laughs> this is the G-banger hoo-ha, brew-ha that's happened. You, you you would have seen it yesterday, heard about it yesterday. This has been doing the rounds on the news and yeah. on social media, definitely. A, Col- a Gold Coast bloke has been has called for the, um, the G-banger, the skimpy sw- swimwear ban on Australian beaches because it makes him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> And you go, come on, mate. It's very ridiculous. What are you, Gracie, uh, Ian, he pleaded for the mayor of the Gold Coast, Tom Tate, to prohibit the skimpy swimwear in a letter published by the Gold Coast bully on Saturday. I mean, it's a big call. It's a, yeah. That's a lot of people that you're, you know, going to get across to there. Yeah. There's a big market for skimpy bikinis. Look, he said, at a local event where our musos were playing, one young lady in particular was walking on the footpath on the main road and had the tiniest triangle in front and was as close to naked as anyone could be. Uh, he also he also has a go at, well, not has a go at, because, you know, when you're wearing your, your lycras? Sure. He feels offended sometimes active when wear. Active wear, oh, well. when skin tight active wear, and you just go, oh, come on, come mate. Come on, mate. Uh, what are your thoughts, though? We would love to know. One triple three five three. Oh, lines are open for you. If you've yeah. got a hot opinion, we yeah. we will air it on this radio Look, station. On the beach, nothing wrong with it. Our IGA across the road from the beach. That's maybe. what I was going to say. I think if As you're you at the pool, you're at the beach, yeah. you're at a water park. But you can get around in a bikini, whatever shape or size fits yeah. your body. Yeah. But if you have to do a spot of shopping on the way home, mm. chuck a T-shirt on and maybe a pair of pants. That's pretty That's simple. All. That's pretty simple, That's isn't good, it? That's, I feel like that is social etiquette. One triple three five three. We'll take your calls. Gavin, <laughs> Saratoga, good morning, mate. Hello. Good morning, guys. Love the show. Oh, thank and, you, mate. Um, You're I... listening to someone else. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> The G banger, and if this guy's got a problem with it, he's he's the one with the problem, no one else. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what we were he's thinking. It's a bit extreme. Yeah. I don't think you can ban it at the beach. Uh, no, no, you know, you can ban it at Westfield Tuggera, but not at the beach. No, Gav, uh, we've got Manly Dave. Oh, good, this could go anywhere. Manly, good morning, mate. <laughs> Oh, good morning, you two. Have you got your man Keeney on, Patty? Or yeah, not? Well, he always um, does on a Tuesday. You should know Maz that, Manly says, Day. Maz, Maz says she's not offended by it whatsoever. It's not offensive, not offended. it's fine. No, I've just got well, a blindfold on, though, don't I? See, it doesn't bother me because I can't see in one eye. No, see? no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave's not offended whatsoever. That's fine. Only oh, half no, offended. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I can only see a percent. I'm only sh- a small. Um... Patty and Maz, the podcast. There's some good news there, Mazzy. I think this is really oh. good news for employees. So if you are an employee, listen up. Labor is prepared to grant employees the right to ignore after-hour work calls. <gasps> And emails rather than punish bosses.
or contacting staff as it seeks crossbench support to ram controversial industrial relation laws through Parliament. I love this. It's the right to disconnect. That's and it right. basically means when you clock off... You clock off. You are clocked off. And your boss can't get in contact with you. And if your boss rings you, you can just send it to voicemail, sweetheart. <laughs> and God, that's a good feeling when your boss... You know when someone calls you and you just secretly kind of hate them and you don't want to take their call and you just put it to voicemail? Yeah. It's a real power move. <laughs> so, this, so if the worker decides they're not going to have their phone with them, there'll be no... Uh, there'll be no penalty whatsoever brought against them. This is great. Oh, this As is... it should be. As it, we come to work, we do our hours, yeah. and then we we should be allowed to go home and enjoy our home Absolutely. life without any interruptions. The if right... the bosses want to stay logged on, checking emails till 11 o'clock at night. So be it. Ignoring your wife and children, for example, that's fine. Good for you, but don't bother me with a phone call. So it's called the right to disconnect. It's so good. And I'm as in favour. Closing loopholes uh, in the bill as part of the deal with the Greens. But reports of this, uh, including fines for employers who contacted employees outside working hours, has sparked some backlash from business groups. But this morning, we want to know from you. Or maybe if you're business, uh, if you're a business, what do you think? One triple three five three. Yeah, give us a call definitely with a yes or no on this one. Yeah. Or you can text 0482081077. And also would love to know, what's the latest a boss has called you? Ooh. Honestly, you, you're at home. And your boss is called, and what was it about? Would love to know. Oh, please, yeah. Yeah, one triple three five three. Do you know what I would like to see once this? Because this has to get approved. Oh God, I tell right you what, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be bloody voting for it, man. My right to disconnect. <laughs> what I would love as a jump-off point from this mm. is stopping any boss mm. friend requesting you on Facebook. Because that is so frustrating because it's a real dilemma right there. Because you go, do you or don't you? We're not friends. Yeah. You're just my boss. So please stop adding me on Facebook, Jace. It's frustrating. <laughs> did you accept my <laughs> Did you accept my friend request? You're not my boss. <laughs> got Bonnie from Point Clare. Morning, Bonnie. Hello. How are you going, guys? Yeah, not good, too good. bad. What do you think? Right to disconnect. Good idea. Absolutely, absolutely. My boss is notorious for ringing me late at night or sending me text messages or ringing me at four o'clock in the morning. So, yes. Hey, what's so it. important? Oh, uh, He says, what are you wearing? That's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is wrong. Jeez, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but does he ring you? That's funny. But seriously, Bonnie, why is he doing that? Why? At that time. Uh, um... He, oh God, I hope he's not listening. He's a doctor, okay? And he will text me and ring me and tell me different things that have happened. So yeah. was I remembered the next day? Oh, like, yeah. yeah but, just a little prompt. But again, There's nothing wrong wait. with that. Nothing wrong no, with that. No, prompt, nothing wrong with that. The, like, he could also just <laughs> pop it in an email. Leave a post-it note on Bonnie's desk. She'll get it in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, he, and then we've got another one at work that she's notorious for ringing at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, did I get you up? Oh, yes. <laughs> Seriously. You did. Oh, Bonnie, for oh, the, Bonnie, uh, it sounds like you need to quit your job, Bonnie. Yeah. Patty and Maz, the podcast. We were driving through Gossy Good Times, Mazzy, oh, yeah. uh, on Saturday, and we looked up, you know, the new Archibald, which is going up. The new hotel. Port, new hotel on the corner yeah. of Donaldson and also... Gosh, that's going to be... Main Street. I've seen the Massive. plans for yeah. that building. Oh, it looks pretty swish. It looks amazing. I don't know whether it would be allowed in. But you wouldn't. Uh, no, I'd have to use the tradesman. First would. Tradesman. She'd have to leave you at the door. <laughs> tradesman.
entrance. But anyway, <laughs> so we're looking and like, you know, and I said, the, the lads who drive the cranes or the girls who drive those cranes, what happens? Because, I mean, you see there's so many very high up. steps or ladders to go up, up, up on there. And it's a fair way up. And then what happens when they want to go to the toilet? Do they have the he-we mm. or the she-we mm. in there? But what happens if they have to want to go and do the big sure. number? And said just the number one. Yeah. Because I'm there. There was no floor level where they'd have to walk down, which was in sort of reach, unless they just go over the side. Which but they wouldn't. They do. wouldn't do that. That would sort of be uh, illegal. Yeah, everything against workplace health and safety. They would have done that in London in Look, the old days. Oh, oh, in the old in the 1800s. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course they would have just thrown it out, chuck the window. It out the window. Yeah, right, chuck it off a crane, whatever. <laughs> um, when they're building I... the London Tower. I've never. So first of all, I've never thought what of this. So that? thank you so okay. much for no posing problems. the question. No problems. Um, and because you've put me on the spot here, all I can really contribute to the conversation is that my grandfather was a crane driver. Okay. Um, but he has since passed. And so things things wouldn't have changed. I since can't he hit was him up on the family WhatsApp and be like, "Hey, granddaddy, what happened when you needed to do a big old number two <laughs> when you were at work?" I think Zach, our producer, <laughs> Zach, what have you got, mate? Have you got a solution to this? Have they got surely, conundrum? or do they just take a break? Do they it have regular breaks? It says, just go before your shift starts and hope you don't have to. Yeah. No, no. Do we, do we know anyone who's a former crane well, driver? shift worker. Surely there's a, they're on a shift, right? So you know. Oh, yeah. But, okay, when we're doing this show, you go, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. So you just race oh, yeah, out. Yeah, I do about 73 wees during this show. 74 I'd be on a Friday. terrible crane driver. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be always over the side. <laughs> Lucky we're not in London. Jeez, <laughs> heavy rain today. No, that's just mad. Anyway, we, we will look at that and see if we can find the answer before we go this morning. Okay. Well, we posed a really important question because uh, the Archibald Crane in Gossy Good Times, what happens when those crane drivers need to go to the toilet? They need a bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. so we've got Mark from Springfield with us. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. G'day. Good morning, Maz. Good morning, Patty. Yeah, mate. What is the go, mate, when they're so high up? Do, do they do have a he-wee, she-wee? Mate, yeah, I've worked a lot of construction sites, and um, they take a bag and a bottle up with them. No is way. that true? Yep, yep. And they've, um, if they've got to do a number one, it goes in the bottle. Yeah. yeah. And if a number number two it goes in the bag, hey. it's tied up just like your dog droppings and yeah. put out later. Bring there you it go. down with you. There you go. Okay, don't get it mixed up with your lunch. Uh, <laughs> in the crib room. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe a bit of an really awkward good. situation. Well, there you go. Nice. Nice sandwich for lunchtime, wouldn't it? Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Maybe they should do a Gerard and take an esky up there. <laughs> Get out of here, Maz. Go. <laughs> Patty and Maz, the podcast. Look, the news this week, ARL uh, chairman Peter Volandes, he revealed the North Sydney Bears could make a return to the NRL. This has been said before and make up the 18th team. This is not the first time this conversation no, has been had in the public all. forum. To find out where we are at, we've got Chairman of the North City Bears, Daniel Dixon, with us this morning. Good morning, Daniel. Hello. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We're really good. Paddy, in particular, is very much campaigning to bring back, bring the, back bears. the Bears. Is it actually going to happen? I feel like this is this has come around a couple of times. Yeah, it definitely has come around a couple of times. Obviously, they haven't made a decision yet around the 18th uh, team or even their expansion plans. 
um, you know, in the background for us, we've been working away ensuring that we are ready and available for them uh, if they put us in the picture for the expansion plans. What do we do or have to do? How do we bribe, rub up our Peter Volandi? <laughs> so, uh... Do we need to do a petition? Do you guys need some money? What are we What's doing? The go? <laughs> well, look, I, I agree totally. The, the coast people, I'll tell you, are fantastic for the Bears and they've been there for a very long time. Um, look, I think the biggest thing is ensuring that the back of house for us is taken care of. You know, we've got our, our pathways and our, our junior developments and our grassroots rugby league. That's really, really important to a successful franchise moving forward. And obviously the cash, you know, the money is very important. Um, so I, I think when they do make their decision, they know, what, you know, we've been in contact with them enough. Uh, they know we're ready and they probably know we're overly keen. Um, and, and we've got a lot of people to bring back to the game. Benny and Scotty Priest said they'll run nude around Aaron Oval if this happens. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be the third one. I'll be right behind Okay, them. okay. Oh, well, okay. Right, right, so right. we're doing nudie runs okay, now. Right okay, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, when do you expect a decision to be made? Um, I don't know that for the fact that the other day, um, when Peter obviously bought that, it was fantastic vote of confidence for the Bears people to know that, you know, that the, the game's still considering us. I would think that there's going to be some activity for a team to be bought in in 27. Um, and I think the biggest thing is you know, there, there's now sort of some potential about 19 and 20. So I know P&G had, had, a, had a lot of airtime and um, they, they look like being successful for the 18th team, but, but that's not even confirmed. So mm-hmm. I would suggest 27 for one team and I think not too, um, you know, pretty quickly after that, there might be 19 and 20. So okay. basically at this stage, it's business for you uh, as you guys for usual because you're in the second tier comp at this yes. stage. So it's business as usual. So it's just waiting on the... Um, on, on the call, up. on the call, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, obviously, we need to be continue to be successful in the tier two competition and, and our uh, pathways development. So we're concentrating on that. Uh, obviously, from a football perspective, we're ready to go. But um, at the same time, it, it it can get a little bit frustrating for our fans. I get that. Um, but yeah, we've got to make sure the game is is ready for their expansion plans. And when they do, we're we're up and ready. And Mazzy okay. said on the first game, if you get back in, she'll wear the Bears mascot uniform. She said she'll do that, <laughs> no problems whatsoever. Well, that, that adds. That ad's actually going soon, so I'll, uh, I'll make sure you get an interview. Oh, I feel like that would be a deterrent. But no, what, no, okay, no. They sure. won't see you. Okay. Because you'll fit, you'll fit into the Bears uniform. I get it now. All okay. right. Well, mate, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Because as you said, New South, your team made the New South Wales uh, Grand Final last year, New South Wales Cup, so your team's going well in that, uh, in that area. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the last two years we've done it very, very well there. The women's team were obviously minor premiers yeah. last year as well. Missed the Grand Final. But, you know, I will say thank you to the coast. There's enormous Bears fans supported up there. There's jerseys going all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thanks to you guys as well for spreading the good news and, and keeping right behind us. Bring back the Bears. That's what we say, thank mate. Thank you very much. Daniel Dixon, Chairman of the North Sydney Bears. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Patty and Maz, the podcast. From the creators of Sweaty Cash, we now bring you the much-anticipated... Puppy Bowl. This is Paddy and Mazza's Puppy Bowl. It will be happening Monday. Puppy Bowl number one. This is so exciting. If you're wondering where this idea came from, we have just stolen it from America. Oh, yeah. On Super Bowl Sunday, there is a puppy bowl that happens, and it's um, with rescue animals from a particular shelter. They do it as a whole thing. It's televised. It's on Nat Geo. It's on YouTube. It's a big deal. I see it promoed uh, when I've been watching. It's commentated by the actual NFL commentators. (laughs) It's a total. If you love dogs, get on board the puppy Puppy bowl. bowl. 
in America, but we're doing a local version. Yes. We have, we've, so got, we've got to bring this to the Central Coast. That is Monday, your chance to win 500. But this morning, getting prepared for that, uh, we want to know what human thing can your dog do? Because people love their pets, and there's not a thing that Bearsy, my dog, can't do. Uh, I can say, go and, get your, go and get your toy. Go and get your toy. Off he goes, brings back his favourite toy. Yeah, that's not No, that. y- yes, it is. It's, it's special. That's not that special. <laughs> Phil from Rimmer. Good morning, Phil. Hey, Phil. How are you going? Yeah, good, good mate. Good. What special thing can your dog do? Oh, pretty much a bit like yours, Paddy. It, it was, uh, so my dog's passed away now, um, but she was so human. She could understand what you said. Yeah. Go and get your bowl. It's dinner time. Go and have a look for a paper. See if there's a paper up the front oh, lawn. She go and get the cute. paper. Yeah, they're what, just amazing, what amazing girl. companions. What yeah, sort of was. dog was yours, Phil? She was a bull terrier, actually. Yeah, yeah. Most people say, oh, you know, they're, they're not really intelligent, but she was. She was super, super clever. That's oh, sweet, Phil. Mate. What was uh, her name? Bonnie. Bonnie. Oh, Bon Bon. Wow. Yep. There you go. There you go. Yeah, she was great. So she would have been good in the puppy bowl, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good on you, Phil. Stay there. You could win the meat tray. We've got Damo. Good morning, Damo. Hey, Damo. Good good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, Good, mate. What's your dog's name? Uh, Milo. Milo. Great name for a dog. Yeah. Okay. What's the human thing Milo can do? Uh, Milo's a little bit of a deviant. Um, (laughs) When my partner's nephews come around, they've got teddy bears and all sorts of things, it's Likes to jump on the backside of the teddy bear. Yeah. Go for gold, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. A lot of dogs do that. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of dogs do that. It likes to that. give the teddies a special yeah. cuddle. Yeah, they do. That's cute. They well, do. that's a human thing. Yeah, very much so. Grant, shit away. Good morning, Grant. Morning, guys. How you going? Okay, good, what's good. your dog's name? I've got two dogs, actually. I've got yeah. a, um, Tilly and Miley. Tilly and... Tell us the best one. Which one is it? Well... <laughs> They're both as good as each other. Okay. If I said one was better, I'd be in trouble for my, okay. for my partner. So. Yeah. Okay. What uh, um, what human things can a Chili and Miley do? Okay. Well, they both talk. They, they talk. both talk. So, Miley's a, a staffy and yeah. Chili a cavoodle. Oh, cute. Um, what what do they uh, say? Do they talk to you or to each other? Well, oh, they talk to me. Okay. Oh, okay. They're my partner. They never shut up. So yeah. You okay. want to go out? They'll bark at you and they'll start pulling your leg until you say, "Come on, let's go." Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. They they do do that. Um, well, yeah, when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. Yeah. They need to let you know. That is true. You just know, don't you? Yeah. As soon as we're going for a walk, oh, it's like a million miles an hour. They're, they're pumped up. They're running around the backyard. Okay. And they'll come and sit at your feet till you put the lead on them. And yeah. away they go. Now, just, could you just for a second for us, Grant, just blow into the phone, please? Could I what, sorry? Blow into the phone. Go. <sighs> I just want to check in. See if he's over with those stories. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's under 0.05, so we'll continue. <laughs> so we, we don't think you're affected by alcohol this morning, Grant, uh, with those stories. But they are human-like, mate. They really are, aren't Grant's they? Grant's telling yeah. a story, and I'm nodding along. I'm like, I totally know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, Paddy over here is like, oh, he's obviously off his chops. <laughs> no, Grant, I can understand, and we should get Millie and Chili, uh, or Bonnie and Chili, uh, to... Together with a bear and uh, Happy one day, which is Mazzy's dog. Oh, now, yeah, we can do a, a play date all together. Yeah, now this can only be one Don't winner. invite Damo's dog, though. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Too amorous. Patty and Maz, the podcast. A little bit of a warning, Mazzy. On Sunday morning, I woke up. My mm. mate, I won't go to, 
I won't say what his name is. He texted me, said, uh, house caught on fire. Oh, you, yeah. you've told me this. Yeah. So Saturday sad. Saturday night, Sunday morning, it was, uh, the fire started in his garage. But everyone's okay. Yeah, everyone's the, okay. But the house isn't. Yeah, the, um, the garage is particularly damaged. Um, oh, how scary to be woken oh, yeah, up like, yeah. with your house burning. Yeah. Oh, God. And he got woken up by his son because his son heard some something going on in the garage. He said, I wonder what that is. And he opened the door because they have a laundry to the garage, opened the door, and then all this smoke just came oh, in. Oh, my God. And went, holy jeez. And then, of course, all the smoke alarms went off and then got um, – Got his mum and dad out of bed, and they were able to call the fire brigade. The fire brigade come oh and put it out. A lot goodness. of damage, a huge amount of damage. Yeah. But the thing is, um, I said to him, I said, "Thank God for smoke alarms." Yes. And he said, "Yes, thank God for smoke alarms." So you got to check them. Oh yeah, make, make sure, sure you the do. Batteries are in there and they're working. And yesterday, so I went to Bunnings and picked up a, a couple of smoke alarms. Made sure because there are some rooms in our house. And I said to Curse, my missus, I said, babe, we have to make sure even downstairs, yeah, you put do. a smoke alarm because you don't realise there could be something outside because this was in the garage. Yeah, and of course. Seriously. And you, you don't realise, you think, oh, no, that'll be all right. It was sort of contained to that area, but... It's still, it could have, that could have ended up in a really oh, bad situation. seriously. I mean, it's bad. Like, you know, it's a real bummer. And that's what I said. I said, mate, those smoke alarms saved your life. So you've gone and bought, bought extra some more ones, ones to put in different house. extra rooms. And, and there were some, because we've had since the house, since we've been in the house, I thought, oh, they might be a bit dodgy, even though they go. Mm. So I just upgraded them. That's and, a good idea. Too. And it doesn't cost a huge amount of money. And you go, how much money would you pay for your life? But so that's you just money go, worth spending. Yeah, very much so. You know. Yeah. yeah and then, so. the, yeah, the other thing is if you haven't checked them for a while. Do it. Because, I mean, we check. are we all get slack like that. We go, oh, oh it's just up there. I know well, the- <laughs> we check ours all the time, but kind of by accident, it's just my cooking. <laughs> Whenever I cook sausages, <laughs> yes. bacon, yeah. Oh, yeah. chorizo. It just goes off. It, like we know, our smoke alarms are working <laughs> fine. <laughs> we also eat a lot of meat. <laughs> when I was at home in Bundy, mum said, can you put up this smoke alarm? And I put it where the oven came. She had a wall oven oh. and went the door and I was just up <laughs> beside the oven. <laughs> It's working. <laughs> it's working. Should have uh, placed it better. But, yeah, make sure, eat, check your alarm, do it. Check yeah. your alarms because quite often you go, oh, yeah, and you just, you know, out of mind, out of sight sort of thing. Yeah, no, so, it's very yeah, important. Yeah, make sure you do it. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Mazzy, this is out on Netflix. It's called Griselda. Oh, I am across it, my friend. It oh. is so popular and it looks absolutely incredible. Let's have a listen. For the last three years, Griselda Blanco has owned Miami, distributing cocaine. Ms. Blanco's operation has been efficient, deadly, and incredibly successful. Yeah, one of the stars of that show is Martin Rodriguez. He joins us from LA this morning. Martin, good morning, mate. Hello. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How is it in LA today? Yeah, it's raining today, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Martin, congratulations. This show, there's a lot of talk about uh, the TV show, and it looks, I haven't seen the full show yet. It's a mini series, but it yeah. looks really expensive. Yeah. Like it look, you know, it's set in, it's set in like the late 70s, early 80s. And so 
you know, the cars are different. The clothes are different. It just looks like there was such a big right. budget to put it together. Yeah, it's amazing. It's not the, the period, the, the 70s, the 80s. It's a period, fantastic period, fascinating in terms of the styling and certain attitude of rebellion and daring style in fashion and art. And this story inspired by true events uh and it follows the life of Griselda, who was a devoted ma- mother, created one of the most profitable cartels in history and became the godmother of the underworld. Right. Yeah, this, the cartel was one of the most important around the world. The story shows you the life of Griselda Blanco, a Colombian woman who struggles to make a place for herself in a war of drug trafficking men in Miami in the 80s. So from there, she discovers that a violent war full of prejudices for being a single woman. So my character starts helping her until he becomes her right-hand man. Yeah, and so Griselda is played by Sofia Vergara, and she's fantastic. And she's also a producer on the the series. So how did this role come up for you? What was the audition process? Yeah, I came to the project through auditions. Uh, It was a long and intense process, you know, but the characters in the projects were very well defined with a very clear intention of telling a story that is based on a true story. Was it difficult having to play beside Sofia Vergara? Was that uh, a very, very difficult task <laughs> to be playing with someone as gorgeous as Sophia? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no. no, actually, for me personally, as an actor, it was and a synergy that came with working with Sophia yeah. and with a strength and precision she possessed. Yeah. So she's amazing. She's, so nothing was needed uh, besides being present and connected with her when her eyes and in the situation, and that's it. Yes, it's incredible. Well, from the trailer alone, you can see, I mean, look, I, um, I love Sophia in Modern Family, right, but this is a very right. different character that she's playing and she looks terrifying but that is the point because Griselda was a terrifying ca- person in real life oh yeah it's just scary she when we were when we were working there it's incredible how how is the impression that she created for the character we were impressed about her creation and she's always uh making jokes and it's like a mother family just so, and but then she she switched instantly uh, in a moment to get the precision that she has to get in a, in a dramatic scene, for example, the violent scene, and she switched immediately. It's in, it's incredible. Wow. Martin, are you working on other projects as we speak? Well, um, actually, after the strike, uh, I was was very 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 quiet and mm. very, and we are waiting for that and starting again, you know. But nothing in concrete right now. Now, off the set, I do know that you enjoy cooking. What is your signature dif- dish? If Maz and I were coming around to your joint tonight, oh, yeah. what uh, would you be putting on yeah, the table? Yeah, surely, what would you be cooking up? Well, the barbecue, Argentinian barbecue. I'm from Argentina. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. in. Do you barbecue? Do you do barbecued banana? Is that like? Is that a delicacy in Argentina? No. No. <laughs> no. No, actually, that I think it's a Paraguayan food or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've had it before and it was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> barbecued banana. Yeah, barbecued banana. It's... You should try it sometime, Patty. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's could be there from the Caribbean. There's a huge uh, buzz around this show, and yeah, can't the wait. buzz has made its yeah. way very much to Australia. Yeah, we can't wait. It's released the other night, yeah. already number one on the top ten list. It's so, so good. Ma- right. Martin Rodriguez, thank you so much for taking time uh, to join us this morning to speak about Griselda and your character. You're an absolute champ. Thank so you, mate. Thank you, buddy. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Have a good day for everyone's there. Yeah. Thank you so much. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Oh, actually, speaking of husband, Glenn. Yes, husband, Glenn. Has his, uh, has he got a hedge? <laughs> I'm going to assume you're talking about our front garden. Absolutely. Yeah. Ma'am, absolutely. Nothing more, nothing less. We have a hedge type situation in the yeah. front garden, yes. Is along he... one side of the right. fence, which they were little kind of shrubs when we moved in and yeah. we've been there a few years now and it's it's growing into a hedge it will be a hedge. Right. It's not quite yet a hedge. Has why? Well, why, why I ask is because I left my hedge for about three weeks, okay. and then on Saturday I decided to trim it. The front and... garden or the back garden? <laughs> the front garden. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I'm doing my hedge, uh, Mazzarini. <laughs> have you got a hedge, an actual hedge trimmer? I've Probably. got two. Do you? I have two. I have an what electric do you need one. Two for? Well, you have an electric one because it's so bloody high, and then I have an extendable arm one. Oh. I've got the steel one, which is you Are know. Are we plugging it in oh, to oh, power, or oh, is the, it the electric one? Yeah, yeah correct. But yeah. the other one's a battery one. But Ooh. because it's so high for the reach, and I've got to stand on a ladder do to you? get to the top. How big are your hedges? Fairly big. Like as tall as you? Oh, taller. Like taller than you? I've got you? to get on, onto a ladder to oh, do we've it. We've only got baby hedges. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm talking to the wrong person there. Uh, <laughs> Remember, everything at my house is miniature. I want a miniature cow. We have miniature hedges. I'm five foot one. Okay? Just to clarify. <laughs> Maz hires herself out for Christmas when she wants to do the pixie stuff. Again, no, I but can. The thing it's an is, option. I had waited three weeks because I hadn't been able to get to it to attend the hedge. And anyway, I did it on Saturday and, and unbelievable the growth with this humidity. Oh, of the humidity. It is going mad. Is it really? Absolutely mad. All right, Edward Scissorhands. So did you fashion it into an elephant? Have you like got a head? Are you one of those people where you put like you make a hedge animal or something? Yes. Welcome to Narara. That's what it is. <laughs> Seriously. But it is unbelievable. Really? And like the mowing people around the Central Coast must just be flat out yeah. because the grass is the going grass so is grey, grey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just wild, absolutely so you, wild. Is, do we need to lock in a weekly hedge trim for you now? You, yes, yes, we do. It's I've got Saturday. to do my hedge <laughs> every Saturday. I do my hedge, and you know, okay. when once you've done it, it looks so sparkling and clean it's just and lovely. straight, it's perfect. Yeah. And I tell you, you let it go for more than a week, Mazzy. I've got hedge envy right now. I can't wait for our hedges well, to get big enough for us to have to do this well, on what a I'll Saturday. Do, I've got pictures, so <laughs> you show me your hedge, and I'll show you mine. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get good. Glenn to text a pic. Of his hedge right now. If you could. And uh, and if Glenn needs any advice. He's got a hedge trimmer. He's all good. And you shouldn't shouldn't share hedge trimmers either, should you? No. What one does he have? I don't know. Uh, One that works? Is his electrical? Uh, Again, I don't. Battery. All right, all right. That's garage stuff. Show me a picture of his hedge and uh, that'll be good. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Did you see the video? Everyone's, Funny, on everyone's Friday, seen the video. You text yesterday and said, have you seen you with the video, seen the video of the lady trying to climb in the window oh my with God. a friend helping her? If you haven't seen the video. It's funny. It's, I think it's been touted as the woman in the viral lady through the window video. That's what people are calling it. If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. 
And don't feel bad for laughing so hard. I laughed so hard I was in physical pain and I was crying with laughter when I watched this video. You know, and quite often we've been in a situation like this. Oh, it's just ourselves, brilliant. And you're helping someone out. And all that lady was trying to do was help a friendship. She had she? to get through that. Well, the, here's the thing. Okay, so her, the, the lady in the window, getting through the window that we're talking about, her name's Lisa Rowland. And she, um, she actually appeared on ITVs this morning in the UK because this video has gone so viral to explain to everybody exactly what happened. So this is what she was up to before she tried to climb through the window of her own house. Gone to, done the school run, gone out, took the dog to the vets. He yeah. was getting uh, dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, went shopping. And halfway through the supermarket, I needed the toilet. So you yeah. didn't go to the toilet in the supermarket? No, there was no toilet. I don't think, like like that. I the don't think about... that far ahead, <laughs> as we can see. <laughs> so she gets home. She's busting for the loo. Her keys are locked in the house. And so then the, this is when the video starts. So she's trying to get through this top little tiny window and her friend kind of tries to assist her by giving her a bit of a booster with the legs. And at the same time, there's someone in their car filming, filming what it. was filming what was going Lisa's on. Lisa's partner. So Lisa ends up tipping upside down head first inside the window and she's got a strapless dress on and it just, you see everything. Yeah. And so the, the host asks a really smart question next. Lisa, what was the moment where you thought... I can't. There's nothing I can help with here, I, and, I, I, and this I, is this has got this has gone a little I think bit. It was when the left one the... came out. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I see their legs, I tried to put it back down. in. If you look, I really while I was hanging, I tried, and then they both and I just <laughs> let yeah. go of everything. And her friend is on the oh other side of the window, buckled it. over. Just, just laughing. losing it. Yeah. And so you think that's bad enough. Yeah. Like she's there. This has gone all around the world. Everyone's seen her hoo-hahs. But th the final bit of this interview is I couldn't think it could get any worse, but it was a total disaster. When you say you let go of everything, you actually did let go of everything. everything. You actually wet yourself, didn't you? I weaved around my neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, if you just Google it, oh lady trying God. to get through the window, it'll take you oh somewhere. And God. it is so funny. It was just... Yeah. Thank you, Lisa, for yeah. the laughs this weekend that was just priceless patty and maz the podcast if you think patty and maz had great ideas all the time you'd probably be wrong it's now time for the wheel of wishful thinking oh we love this it's the wheel of wishful thinking because we put these ideas we have these meetings and we say hey what about this and they no. say no what about this no no what about this no what about this no definitely no so we thought no what we'd do we're going to put them all on a wheel. We paste what we were going to do, put it on the wheel, and today we spin it. Whatever it lands on, that's what we're going to do. So one of the ideas gets a bit of airtime, yeah, which I think exactly. is good. And also you guys get to be involved because we'll be asking you a question and you could be our caller of the week, which mm -hmm. is a $250 event cinema's experience just for getting involved yeah. in the show. How good is that? So we're going to spin the wheel, whatever. Because last week when it landed on the wheel, when was the last time you had a Mars bar? And that Peter called. What a great question. It was a bloody brilliant question. And Peter yes. called and it was a very, very funny story. So we'll spin the wheel. Thanks, Zachy, for bringing in the wheel. Okay. Could have just been right. first time luck last week. It may have been. Could have been, Mazzy. Okay. All right. It, ooh, oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. This is what it's landed on. Okay. It has landed. And feel free to call one triple three five three and tell us, what do you use VIX for? Brilliant. Brilliant question. Straight away, other than wiping under your nose. 
Got Other one. than wiping. So, yeah, what non-traditional, in what non-traditional way are you using Vicks? Paddy, you've got your hand in the air. Yes, Maz. Uh, we use it because Taco has skin irritation. Your dog. Our little dog. Uh, we've got Bearsy and Taco, and he gets skin irritation. So we put the Vicks on his skin, and it alleviates and gives him relief. Does it? Now, I don't know whether vets would prescribe this, but they would do something from their shelf, which is worth about 150 bucks, and say... Everyone's got a tub of Vicks in the back of the bathroom cupboard. Seriously? And it gives him absolute relief. Really? On his skin irritation. So we're not recommending any of oh, these no, ideas. Oh, no, 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 don't just, do that. Because I put it... I what do you slathered use, some on my feet the other night yep. because I had this cough. Had on a, a bunions. Oh, how do you know I have bunions? Uh, I, I love it on my feet. I had this cough for a couple of weeks and it wouldn't go away. And mum said, put some Vicks on your feet and your there socks you on. And the cough's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And that, that's an old wives' tale home remedy that actually Honestly, worked. what do you use Vicks for on the wheel of wishful thinking? We only need one caller to be successful. One triple three five three. Janine in Lizarow, hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, Good. not too bad. You've called about the wheel of wishful thinking, which it's landed up today. What do you use Vicks for? So when I wanted to get out of school, I used to put Vicks under my eyes because it would make them red and I would cry. <laughs> oh, see. Now, that, that is not recommended by a doctor. Okay, uh, Ferris and... Bueller over there. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb real bad, but it, was, it worked. I thought you'd go to ring because I know Vicks can be used to reduce hemorrhoid inflammation. How do you know that, Patty? I read it. Oh, Itchiness I have and never put it anywhere where you had a hemorrhoid. <laughs> but you put it near your eyes, Janine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep it above the navel. <laughs> But you know what? Also, apple cider vinegar is known for its anti-inflammatory properties. Yes, so you can I have you heard can this. spill that on your your hems. This is turning then... into like what do you chuck on your hemorrhoids? Are these new remedies that you've recently tried, Paddy? <laughs> put that, put that on the wheel. Hemorrhoid um hem, hemorrhoid elixirs. What do you do? Actually, we're going to put <laughs> that on. Did this happen after you did your head? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 didn't. Janine, now just just remember you got to get excited like Travis did on Tipping Point the other night. Congratulations, you got the Sydney Roosters family pass, Janine. Awesome, thank you so much. My daughter will be very happy with me. Lovely, thank you very much. You're supposed to get excited like Travis did. Oh, yeah, girl. A bit lacklustre. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Janine. Alrighty. Patty and Maz, the podcast. Subscribe now, and you'll never miss an episode.